This is Fian. A short time later, from Daria's standpoint, the restoration of Earth was a painstaking but rewarding process. Daria and Karen had managed to make time for each other nearly every day. After her shift in the ICU, Karen would find her, serving as a guard and guide whenever his demanding duties as dual captain and ambassador allowed. They would spend whatever time they had in long talks about the Earth, restoration efforts, the foibles of old Earth politics, Molly, her friends, his crew, whom he saw as brothers, her cabin. In short, they talked about everything and anything. Daria could see the, see the tension of the day drain from Karen with each precious visit. Over time, they built a solid foundation of a true friendship, nurturing a deepening bond. The tantalizing hint of more shimmered between them with a scintillating, ever-growing, tangible chemistry. Today was going to be a busy, rewarding day for them both. She had not caught a glimpse of Karen. The Guardian had deployed another fleet of atmospheric scrubbers to neutralize and collect the residual toxic particulates left by the Ikoria attack. Until they had built more units, the Luperans had been transporting the most critically injured to their command base, even the Guardian, when necessary. The medicals were now welcome, familiar faces in the busiest ICUs. The Luperans had built and given Earth several hundred portable cryogen wands and a hundred of the full-size cryogen units distributed to the areas they were most needed, with more on the way. Their ICU was the lucky recipient of two fully operational cryogen units. Dyer shook her head sadly. Translation, we have a lot of high-acuity patients even this far out. Karen had arranged for Kirov, the Guardian's medical, to demonstrate its use to the excited human medical personnel. They were doing rounds of the trauma ICU. Daria counted herself lucky to be amongst the select group. The priceless gift of the new tech was evident in the dramatically improving condition of patient after critically ill patient. Daria felt her eyes burn with overwhelming relief. She smiled widely as she recognized Nils Larson. He was still pale, but recovering well. He and Laura had been trapped in the rubble. A Luperan search and rescue team had dug them out. They had both spent time in the cryogen tanks and were enthusiastic and vocal living proof of the tech's nine miraculous capabilities. Nils glanced up, his eyes warming as he smiled. As Daria looked around, she could see understanding and gratitude dawn on the faces of the exhausted medical staff crowding around the bed. Except... One of the visiting physicians was a tall, svelte blonde. Her entire attention was focused on excuse me, exploring the admittedly impressive physical attributes of the Luperan medical, who blatantly ignored her overtures with controlled composure and a barely discernible chilly distaste. Felicia had the sleek, barely there curves and carriage of a supermodel. She dressed in dialogue designer figure-hugging dresses, and sky-high Louboutin stiletto heels. You always knew where she'd been by the dizzying cloud of perfume trailing behind her. When Felicia leaned over, she flashed everyone an embarrassingly long look at her cleavage. Her hem clamped northward of mid-thigh, barely covering her privates. Daria looked away hastily on the high likelihood that Felicia was going commando. There are some things she just can't unsee. 
Daria turned her head away to hide her amused expression. I suspect I have more material in my t-shirt than that woman has in her entire outfit. Daria walked away. I sure hope Felicia doesn't develop pneumonia. I bet five pounds of Godiva dark chocolate that Felicia would be a demanding nightmare as a patient. Hell, that's not a bet. It's a total gimme. Daria took a cautious sniff and wrinkled her nose at the heavy floral perfume. Good Lord, if there was any static electricity, Felicia and anyone within 25 feet of her would be engulfed in flames. Daria shook her head. Oops, whoa, where did that come from? That was Caddy. Daria grimaced at the accidental pun. Oop, ouch. Emily elbowed her with an appreciative grin. I didn't know you had that in you, chica. Daria flushed. I didn't mean to say that. Emily shrugged. It's just me. And besides, it's true. Daria actually didn't care that Felicia looked like a runway model and flirted outrageously with all the men there. What bothered her was that Felicia didn't pay any attention to the instructions for use of the cryogen tech. She also took every opportunity, engineering quite a few, to touch the male medical personnel, as well as a blatantly uncomfortable cure of. The other doctors and nurses worked around Felicia with distaste. It was sadly obvious that Felicia didn't give a damn about the medicine, and therefore her patients. Daria could easily tell that Kirov was an excellent medical officer. He had excellent clinical judgment and a supportive bedside manner. His tolerance, however, for poorly thought out questions was basically zero. Kirov also telegraphed a need for a very generous personal space. This meant he despised Felicia. Daria grinned. I like him already. Karen walked in toward the end of the tutorial workshop. His warm eyes scanned the sea of humans, searching intently for and finding hers across the room. Karen stopped briefly to speak with Kirov. Daria had spent enough time with Karen, she recognized the subtle Lucarian version of a grimace on Kirov's face. Karen listened intently and shook his head sharply. Daria saw his grin as he thumped Kirov on his shoulders. With a growing smile, Kirov, excuse me, please excuse that, Karen started across the room toward her. He nodded politely at humans he knew, but did not pause. As he walked past her, Felicia stared at him with sultry, come-hither eyes. Karen's eyes warmly set on Daria. He did not notice the flirtatious blonde. Karen was several feet away from Daria when Felicia bumped into his side. Daria fumed. You cannot accidentally bump into someone of Karen's size. It's like you walked into the side of a barn. Felicia had grabbed onto his massive bicep and had slung her body into his chest. She was clinging to him with a, a kudzu vine. Daria stared at them. She winced and looked down at her hands. She had dug her nails into her palms, small drops of blood beating up. Emily murmured loudly next to her, Isn't that the one that ate the south? Daria groaned, Not again. I thought about it. Did I really say that? Emily chortled. Hell yeah, she's sure not subtle. If it's any consolation, he looks like he smelled something dead. Nope, make that something, excuse me. He looks like he smelled something bad. Nope, make that something dead. Startled, Daria looked up just in time. Felicia's practiced cloying soprano tone sounded shrill to her ears. I need help, I twisted my ankle. Daria took a step toward Felicia, her hands clenching. Emily put a restraining hand on her shoulder. Down, girl. 
Don't worry. Your guy's a good one. He's got this. Wait for it. Karen stiffened. He halted abruptly and glared at the oblivious woman. Daria watched spellbound as Karen found his target with pinpoint accuracy. He dispassionately, painstakingly, peeled each of Felicia's long, perfectly manicured nails off his arm. Karen did not attempt to mask his expression of open disgust. His eyes darkened to a deep bronze. His gaze never drifted below her jaw. Karen spoke softly, but his bass tones carried well in the hushed room. His voice was cold and measured. Maybe if you did not wear shoes that made you weave like a drunkard and clothes that hampered your stride, you would not fall as often. I did not invite your touch. Remove yourself from all parts of my body or I will do it for you. I am not available. Her eyes flickered with poorly concealed alarm. Felicia backed off with an indignant huff. She sniffed as she blustered. I don't have to stand for this kind of abuse. Karen ignored her diatribe as background noise. He flicked a brief glance at Kirov. The same rule applies to my crew. Karen turned his back and started toward Daria again. Felicia made a strangled sound in the back of her throat, her voice harsh and loud. You're turning me down for that? There's just no accounting for taste, is there? Karen's head turned sharply toward her. Whatever she saw on his face made her voice trail off. Felicia took several shaky steps back. Her pupils dilated and the color drained from her face, leaving it a ghastly white under her makeup. Karen's words dropped like stones into the appalled silence. His voice was cold and emotionless. Never speak like that to my, to her. You are not worthy. He jerked his head at Kirov. See to it. She is not welcome here. Not ever again. Kirov nodded and kept the shell-shocked Felicia at arm's length. The taciturn medical looked quite gratified as he escorted Felicia out in a hasty and clumsy exit. Karen stared after him, excuse me, them, glowering darkly until they exited the ICU. Loud clapping and quite a few whoops of approval broke the tension in the air. Catching her eye, Nils pointed at Karen with a grin, giving Daria an enthusiastic thumbs up. Daria rolled her eyes at her old friend. She mouthed, how's Laura? Nils grinned widened as he gave her two enthusiastic thumbs ups. Daria shook her head as the automated door slid shut with the anticlimactic muffled thud. Daria murmured to Emily, Laura and Nils are good. Emily rolled her eyes. Duh, anyone with eyes can see that. Emily nudged Daria, musing with an appreciative grin. Wow. Emily drowned out the name Felicia. There's crashing and burning. And then there's that. Daria sighed. Just goes to show that the dumbest person in the medical school class is still, unfortunately, an MD. Daria didn't try to hide her wide smile as Karen finally made his way to her side. He lifted a gentle hand, cupping her cheek in his palm. His amber eyes were brightening to goad. His voice was low and soft. I apologize if I caused you any embarrassment. It was not my intention. Abruptly, Karen sniffed at the air. He took in a deep breath. His eyes darkened to a cold, angry brown. Karen carefully picked up her hands and stared at the indentations and cuts left by her nails. Her voice, excuse me, his voice was harsh. What happened here? Daria shrugged helplessly. She couldn't imagine how to start explaining it. Karen was silent, then lifted her palms to his lips. Ignoring the riveted audience, he kissed, kissed each shallow cut, 
with tangible tenderness. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm getting excited. He held her gaze, his eyes again a warm amber shading into gold. He spoke softly for her ears only. I regret any pain I have caused you. I am sorry you had to witness that. I promise you, that will never happen again. Karen's hand dropped down to tuck her arm gently into the crook of his elbow, nestling her closely into his side. Daria rested her hands lightly on the hard muscles of his arm. Karen reached over with his other hand, pressing her hand firmly into his warm flesh. Daria's voice was soft. She could hear the note of uncertainty in it. He'd been so adamant with Felicia, she needed to be sure. Is it okay for me to touch you without invitation? You said you weren't available. Karen leaned down. She could feel his warm, fragrant breath on, his, on her face. She felt him bury his nose in her hair and sniff. Let me clarify. I do not wish any misunderstandings. You are the only one whose touch I invite, that I welcome. I was not available to her. Karen's eyes were tender and warm and glowing. He dropped a light kiss on her hair. With you, I am, always. Karen added slowly with a proud smile, I am glad you are possessive of me, as I am of you. Her cheeks warmed with a shy blush as her fingers stroked possessively over the thin, silky layer of his warm fur and even warmer skin. Daria was quiet as she moaned his words. That felt like a vow. In the background, Daria registered Emily excusing herself quickly. Daria snuggled close into Karen's side and felt his arms circle her in a gentle embrace. Delicious heat filling her veins, she smiled up at him. This is just the beginning of something very special. So, what did you think? I thought that rocked. Okay, so several weeks later. Daria finished the last sweep of the cryogen wand over the now easily breathing patient. The patients were demonstrating tremendous strides and were transferring to medical floors. The temperature was dropping to near normal and there was a hint of welcome moisture in the air. Levels of pollution and carbon dioxide were the lowest recorded in decades. A defense grid was deployed miles above Earth so that this horror could not be perpetuated again on their unknowing, vulnerable planet. Ever again. The Luperan willingness to share their tech had turned the tide. The Luperans worked willingly and tirelessly alongside human counterparts. The cryogen tech was incredible. Karen and his team were working with Earth's tech specialists to mass-produce the units using reverse engineering and 3D printers. With Daria, Karen was very approachable. He made himself available to her. He spent so much time with Daria after her shifts that even Molly, as protective as she was, now looked forward to his visits. Daria smiled to herself and admitted freely that so did she, a lot. So, where was her Luperin? He was conspicuously absent. Finally back in the peaceful silence of his quarters, Karen felt his rough relax. It had taken a lunar cycle, punctuated with heated debate on many sides, which nearly deteriorated into physical confrontations. Karen wished they had. Things would have gone much more quickly without the political gamesmanship. He sighed. The governments of Earth finally saw the criminal waste indwelling on their superficial differences. Former enemies were becoming stanch staunch excuse me, allies in the battle to heal and protect their planet. It had been like hurting Pharaoh Cassenti. Humans were proving stubborn, but fierce. He could see their potential. 
The sun dipped below the horizon in a glorious blaze of golds, oranges, and pink. Staring at the stars blinking into sight in the darkening sky, he settled himself comfortably. A subtle green scent teased his nose. His thoughts automatically turned to his Daria, his mate. Behind him, another small bud unfurled into a tender blue leaf. Chapter 9 Daria woke to the rhythmic sound of his quiet breathing. She pillowed her head on his broad chest and heard his heart's beating for her. She rubbed her cheek against his light, silky fur, the fine short hairs tickling her nose. A growl rumbled in his chest and strong arms swept her over him. His breath was warm and sweet. Dipping his head, his lips followed the curve of her neck. His voice dropping another octave, he's ground out. Missed you so much, Melindry. Her fingers threaded through his thick ruff as his lips touched her softly in a teasing touch. His warm tongue brushed slowly again and again in a slow dance over her lips. His closed eyes slowly slitted open. His glowing eyes met hers. He took her lower lip and bit gently. She gasped as, as hunger flared hotly between them. Daria panted and pulled him urgently against her. Hard muscles flexed and bunched as he settled hungrily into the cradle of her body. His large hand stroked gently down her spine. She heard a soft snick as he retracted his sharp claws. He traced his fingers over the points of her vertebrae, tickling her sensitive skin lightly in a delicious tease. They, slow, they shared a slow, heated smile. His eyes closed. His velvety tail wrapped languidly around her ankle. With a soft groan, he urged her legs farther apart. Her hips arched in urgent demand. His deep voice whispered her voice reverently. Daria, my Daria. With a soft whimper, she parted her lips. His breath bathed her lips as he sighed. His tongue slowly explored her mouth, twining with her tongue before thrusting deep with a groan. His taste. She felt the familiar touch of her mind brush against hers in a tender caress. She screamed, her body clenched in almost painful pleasure, her vision going white. Daria woke with a gasp, searching for his warmth. Her body was wrapped with fine shivers. She could remember the welcome weight and heat of his muscle body moving over her. She felt her desire, warm and slick, sliding slowly down her thighs. She throbbed and ached deep inside. She still felt echoes of his devotion washing through her. Her thoughts tumbled over each other as she poured over the dream. My imagination just isn't that good. How could that be only a dream? It felt like a memory, like deja vu. Melindry! Karen came awake with a roar to images, no memories of their mouths hotly, intimately mating. He was imprinting on her unique scent. His cock was engorged and painful. He could still taste echoes of her flavor on his tongue. The image of her curled trustingly on him seared irrevocably into his mind. I am hers. Meeting his mate had triggered their bond. His visions were strengthening, the exquisite details of this one burning in her mind. I, we, are bonding. Escalating waves of need and tenderness surge, heating his blood. Karen smiled even as he stalked into the privy, activated the cleanser, and adjusted the settings to code. Okay, <clears throat> how was that? I hope that was worth the wait. These two are just magic together. I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am.
Chapter 10. Daria found her attention wandering as the daily update wound down. The hospital pace was back to its normal level of crazy. Her mind flashed to health-remembered images in her dream, of his jaw tracing along the sensitive juncture between her shoulder and neck. She licked her lips and thought she even caught a hint of his taste. Heat flickered deep in her core. If I'm very lucky, maybe I would dream of Karen again tonight. With spiking consternation, Daria's head shot up. What am I doing? I won't be able to look Karen in the eye later today, not without turning bright red. He'll know something's different. Emily hip-bumped her affectionately. They were the last ones leaving the room, not wanting to bother with the bottleneck at the door. Emily lowered her voice. So, were you daydreaming about somebody special? You've got that Mona Lisa smile going. Daria laughed. You've been out the last week or so. Daria paused with a blush. Maybe? Emily laughed. Catch me up, girlfriend. Daria shook her head and kept walking. Emily stopped suddenly. Daria looked back at her in surprise. What's? Emily shook her head. Everyone else had already left. Her voice echoed in the empty room. Her voice was uncharacteristically hesitant. Her words rushed out in a flurry. It's that Luperian ambassador, isn't it? You need to be careful. You may not know it, but he watches you all the time. Don't you find him intimidating? He looks like a CGI character out of one of those superhero movies we like. Daria stared at Emily with rising worry. You're serious, aren't you? Honey, he'd never hurt me. Karen's been nothing but sweet with me. I thought you liked him. Daria saw Emily shiver and wrap her arms around herself. From a distance, yes. He's been nothing but kind. But Daria, he has those claws and teeth. Daria said slowly, I don't even notice his teeth or claws anymore. To me, he's just Karen. Daria's voice softened unknowingly. My Karen. Emily's face crumpled. Excuse me, crumpled. Her eyes were wide with remembered horror at something only she could see. It's too late. You already like him way more than just like. I hope you're right for your sake. Emily seemed to shrink before her eyes. Even a human man can do a lot of damage. These aliens, they're all so big, you couldn't stop them if they wanted to hurt you. Daria paused, picking her words carefully. Emily, did someone hurt you? A Luperin? I can tell Karen he'll punish them and make sure they never hurt you or anyone else again. Emily stared at her, her eyes nearly all black from her dilated pupils. Her voice was hoarse with strain. It wasn't a Luperin. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said anything. Daria folded Emily's stiff body carefully into a gentle hug. We've been friends for years. You can tell me anything. Do you want to talk about it? Emily shook her head, the tension slowly draining from her. No, talking doesn't do me any good. I've seen enough counselors to know that much. It was a long time ago. Emily pulled gently out of the hug. She met Daria's eyes squarely. Truly, it wasn't one of the Luperans. I can tell they're good people. They've always treated me with respect. I just sometimes panic. Flashbacks, I don't know. Daria spoke quietly. I'm going up to the cabin. Do you want to come with me? Just get away from everything for a while. We can talk or not. Whatever you want. I don't want you to be by yourself right now. Emily smiled sadly. I'm fine, Daria. You're a good friend. I need to sort some things out. I need to be alone. I love you like a sister, but I need you to give me some space for a while. 
please, I won't do anything impulsive. Trust me. I will call you as soon as I can. Daria nodded slowly. You'll call me if you need anything? If something changes? Emily nodded, her usual humor trying to resurrect it, itself. I know it. You'll, you'd drive like a bat out of hell to be there, typically with three state troopers in tow on your ass trying to keep up with you. Daria followed Emily's blatant cue to lighten the dark mood. It was just the one time. Emily's lips curled up in fond memory. That you got caught, you mean. This isn't the Autobahn. There is the minor detail of a speed limit. Daria grinned. I don't remember the details. I'm pleading the fifth. Emily filed back, excuse me, fired back. Likely story, little Miss Photographic Memory. I have a copy of the report. You showed it to me. They sounded impressed, the speed on those curves. Emily whistled softly. Lights and sirens, girl, that kind of says it all. Daria's grin faded. Emily, if... Emily smiled. I'll be all right, and I will call you if I need you. I'll never forgive you if you try anything official. I'm not suicidal by any stretch of your overactive imagination. Emily stared meaningfully at Daria. Her eyes narrowing, Daria stared back at her. Daria began to absently twist a lock of hair around her finger in contemplation. Emily smiled calmly. I recognize your tells after all this time together. Stop winding up your brain. I can hear your gears turning. You know me. I know when to call. Dara relented with a reluctant sigh. I trust you. Please don't prove me wrong on this. Emily nodded solemnly. I got this. She flashed a wicked grin. Besides, I know you. I'll live vicariously through you. Someone has to push you off the straight and narrow with your alien. That's my job. Emily hugged Daria. Enjoy your time at the cabin. I will see you in a few. Emily turned and walked briskly through the door. Daria stared after her old friend, concerned still jangling her nerves. She did know Emily all too well. If I pushed too hard, Emily would just disappear for a few days, completely incommunicado. Then where would we be? Chapter 11, Daria. Still deep in thought, Daria walked the hall leading to her office. She came to a sudden happy stop as Molly weaved and bounced around her legs. How'd you get out, girl? A soft, deep chuckle tickled her ears. I was making the acquaintance of your canine again. Molly enjoys a good pet and having her ears scratched, as do I. She knew the rich bass tones before Karen walked softly around the corner. Pleasure and anticipation shivered through her. Daria looked at his strong features and nearly lost herself in his amber eyes. She felt her pulse leap. He remembered Molly's name. She cleared her throat. We call her a dog. She paused. I think I've told you that before, haven't I? She shook her head ruefully. Karen took a step, careful step closer. His smile vanished as his gaze sharpened. Daria stifled the urge to lean even closer as his gaze lingered. A slow smile showed the sharp points of his canines. He gestured as his, as his long, sinuous tail started to swing gently. His smile widened. My ancestors shared, excuse me, my ancestors shared some trait, traits with your dog. Daria knew her smile was strained. Her brain was still chasing down ways she could help Emily. She tried to concentrate. Her vo words rushed out without a filter. You're nothing like a dog. Oh, God, you're so... She trailed off. This is so awkward. Daria's attention was being pulled in two very disparate directions. What should I do about Emily? Should I call Psyche? She'd never forgive me. 
or trust me again. Her thoughts raced around like a rabbit hopped up on sugar. And Karen, I think he's maybe flirting? Surely not. Daria scolded herself. I know better. I must be imagining things because I want them. Him, so much. Daria grimaced. I like myself, but I know good and well that I placed education and work first. I'm damn good at my job. I'm always everyone's friend, but have never had a... Daria remembered. Emily, how could I have forgotten? Her thoughts scattered. She could feel the warmth of his large body as he leaned forward, cupping his paw along her jawline. The calluses on his palm tickled gently. With a gentle but tender smile, he said, Melindry, you should see your face. If only you knew what I think of you. You're dedicated, tireless, kind, fierce when you need to be. He eased his claws slowly through her hair, learning the texture and her unique scent. His voice was gently coaxing. You are tired and need to rest. Come away with me. Let us learn from each other. His voice dropped to register. Apart from the obvious, we Lopperins. Karen paused, his eyes lingering on her face. I am like your dog in some ways. We claim and protect what is ours. We defend with tooth and fangs. We are steadfast and loyal. We crave affection. Unlike them, though, when we choose our one, we mate for life. Karen leaned closer. His eyes were intent. It is readily evident that something important is troubling you deeply. Put your brilliant mind at ease. Your problem is also mine. What can I, can we do to correct it?